Welcome to the Trail Show Podcast. Today we present the live show that was recorded in Fanning Hall at Camp Kiwanis near Government Camp, Oregon on Friday, September 5th during the annual Alta West Gathering. This was the first live trail show recorded in Oregon and our largest live audience to date with close to 100 people in the room. Grab a beverage, sit back, and enjoy the show. Sound good back there in the back? Can I get a what, what? All right. All right, here we go, everybody. So we are the trail show, but we are also a brand. And we are tonight announcing to you live the trail show brand ambassador program. Now, this is big news, people. The trail show would like to announce a new program that we've developed. With the help of funds from the Troubled Assets Relief Program, accredited investors, as well as funds from our donators, the Trail Show would like to announce the beginning of the Trail Show Brand Ambassador Program. Can I get some applause, people? The Trail Show Brand Ambassador Program. This is just like all those other brand ambassador programs that all those other outdoor companies are doing, but better. With the recent shakeup of the Gossamer Gear Ambassador Program, we felt the timing was right, the talent was available, and with our funding secured, we needed to act now. So we've signed on our first five trail show brand ambassadors. And ladies and gentlemen, can I get a round of applause for our first trail show brand ambassadors? I'd like to announce them. The group of trail show brand ambassadors are, are you ready? Jenny Jardine, Meadow Ed, Woo! Francis Tapon, Andrew Skirka, Scott Jurek, and last but not least, Whitney, all good, La Rufa! Yeah! Yeah! Our Trail Show brand ambassadors, everybody. Let's hear for these guys. Please join me in congratulating our new Trail Show ambassadors. They are going to do the good work of the Trail Show. Now, these people have a mission, and it's a serious, very serious mission. Their mission is to promote trails, beer, and nonsense when they get on the trail! Yeah! <laughs> and they will take their mission seriously. The trail show, with the backing of our financial sponsors and the oversight of our legal department, will be providing each trail show brand ambassador with a monthly stipend to use as they choose in order to get on the trail. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me again in congratulating our first five trail show ambassadors. Woo! Round of applause. Thank you, everybody. And now, Disco, let's start the show. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can't nobody fiesta. It's the trail show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! All Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now from Mags' living room, it's the trail show. All right, we are live from Auto West gathering at Camp Kiwanis in the outdoor beer district of Government Camp, Oregon. You are listening to The Trail Show, and we are heard worldwide in over 85 countries on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It is Friday, September 25th, and we are delighted to have you along with us for our first ever live show in Oregon. 
We want to say a big thank you to Alta West for allow, allowing us to take over Fanning Hall tonight for this event. Let's all hoist our cups and give it up for Alta West right now. Alta West! Alta West! We want to thank everyone for coming out to what is going to be a great gathering. And we want to recognize all the Triple Crowners in the room. If you are a Triple Crowner, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Let's give it up for these Triple Crowners. Give a round of applause, Triple Crowners. Yes. Special thanks to Whitney Algood-Larufa, president of Alta West, for the introduction. To Bobcat also for the pre-intro and for inviting us to come out here to Camp Kiwanis to help get things kicked off for the weekend. All Good was the linchpin in making tonight happen. Let's give it up for All Good. All right, Mags, enough with the small talk. Let's set the table and tell folks what we're serving up tonight. All right, let's go right to the nonsense. We'll be covering Bear of the Month, the Trail of the Month, which is actually the Triple Crown. We'll have an interview with Mr. Allgood and Ms. Snorkel. Some trail trivia. A shout-out to our Bears sponsors. Of course, the ever-popular mailbag. A trail tip from the audience. Some media musings on that movie about hiking on the Appalachian Trail. Ask a hiker. Some great questions. And what else do we have on tap? Lots of nonsense. Lots and lots of Bears, trails, and nonsense. And we're going to announce the win-a-date with Bobcat contest. As I said, lots of nonsense. Before we get to the media of the show, we need to talk about my favorite segment, which is Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Well, Mike, I guess I'll take that over because uh, I am Mike DiLorenzo. This month's Beer of the Month is actually brought to us by All the West. All the West was, th- was gracious enough to partner with three local Oregon breweries to bring us beer for the entire weekend. Now, normally during this segment... I tend to regurgitate the material that is printed on the side of cans and bottles. I have a problem this weekend. I can't do that because all of our beer is in kegs, which is a good thing. I needed to be a little more creative. I needed to do some homework ahead of time. So I did that, and I have a lot of copy here to read to you tonight about our three breweries. Now, you can stop me if you get bored. You can throw things up here, what have you. But I think we should give our brew sponsors... The time of day, because, you know, it's pretty amazing that we're coming here to all the West and we have all this beer to drink. So, our first beer sponsor is Hop Valley Brewing Company from Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, Hop Valley. Opening their original brewery on Friday, February 13th, 2009, in Springfield, Oregon, for lifelong Oregonians with knowledge of the local beer market and a better understanding of craft beer and a lot of beer in their blood, just wanted to make some good beer. So they found the perfect place to start, smack dab in the middle of the old Hop Central, Lane County, Oregon. Anybody here tonight from Lane County, Oregon? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah right. look at that. Hop Central. You guys are one of the first counties in the United States of America to produce hops on a global level over 100 years ago. There's a lot of history as to why that's not happening now. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> but you're God. no longer a viable economic producer of hops. Now it's just for craft brewers. The rest is history, rapid expansion, two locations, statewide distribution, and lots of great-tasting, award-winning beer. Let's hear it for Hop Valley Brewing Company from Eugene, Oregon. And Hop Valley has actually sponsored a trail show before. Fantastic. We love Hop Valley when, they, when we sampled it before. POD, would you like to talk about our second beer sponsor? 
Do you have the copy? I would love to. Thunder Island Brewing Company out of Cascade Locks, Oregon. Sponsors of Buy a Through Hiker, a beer program. Thunder Island Brewing Company is an adventure-based small batch brewery that is handcrafting creative and innovative beers in the Pacific Northwest. Based out of the city of Cascade Locks, 43 miles east of Portland, Thunder Island Brewing makes original beers inspired by a love for outdoor adventures, Bobcat, with a nod to local history and with a respect for all that scenic Columbia River Gorge has to offer. So you can buy a thru-hiker a beer at Thunder Island. They just put it on their little board, and then when thru-hikers come through and you know, they don't have any money left, they can still get a beer. So basically, if you're hiking the PCT, some gracious soul has given Thunder Island Brewing Company $5 so that when you walk in off the trail, you can plop right down on a bar stool and have a pint placed in front of you for free. Amazing. That's Absolutely a beautiful amazing. thing, people. All right, and our last beer sponsor here is Base Camp Brewing Company out of Portland, Oregon. Woo! Famous in Oregon for their rad 22-ounce aluminum bottles, Base Camp Brewing Company is the result of brewmaster Justin Faye's determined vision and years of hard, back-breaking work. His and brewer Paul Thurston's combined decades of professional brewing experience are evident in each of Base Camp's recipes. Each of their beers have been crafted with an eye toward innovation and creativity, as well as consistency and balance. I hear crickets, but they should not be in the room. They should be outside. And, you know, playing crickets while I'm trying to give our beer sponsors some uh, props is very disrespectful. Very, very rude. Very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. I've got like a sentence left. Can I? Sure. You may. I can? Okay. If you will. All right. Maybe I'll just start from the top. No. Uh, no. Each of their beers have been crafted with an eye toward innovation and creativity as well as consistency and balance, making for awesome brewskis that are at once approachable for any beer drinker and satisfying for the most adventure-minded palate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the synopsis of our Alda Beer West sponsors this weekend. So give it up for our Oregon-based beer sponsors. All right, Mr. Mags, time to talk about Trail of the Month. Well, we're going to mix it up. We're going to do the Trails of the Month. This, we're doing the Triple Crown Ceremony this, this fine weekend. And how to encapsulate the Triple Crown experience. So we're going to tell a short story. The Appalachian Trail Hiker is hiking through a wilderness area and sees some cows. She gets very upset, immediately whips out her cell phone, and calls the ATC and complains about cows ruining the wilderness experience, you know, in this, this area with the cows, okay? So the Pacific Crest Trail hiker is walking through the wilderness, sees some cows. She goes home. She writes an angry letter on Facebook about how cows shouldn't be in the wilderness area. A year later, the same through hiker goes to the Continental Divide Trail. She sees cows and goes, cool, there's water nearby. And that is a triple crown experience. Thank you. We'll be here all night. All right. Coming up next is an interview with two of Alta West's finest, Mr. Whitney LaRuffa and Liz Thomas. So we're going to start with just snorkel, and then we'll because we only have one mic up here. It's never just snorkel. That's true. And this is actually snorkel. Let's give it up for snorkel people. This is Snorkel's first time. She's never been on the show. Snorkel. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me. This is my first time on the trail show. Are you excited to be on the trail show for the first time? It's pretty fun, isn't it? Yeah. Sitting up here. Except this is a little different 
than your normal. I know you've been on a bunch of podcasts before. This is a little different because we're, there's actually real live people here watching us. So I'm, it's a I'm little... imagining you all in your underwear. With oh, food. that helps, right? Yeah, I don't think your it does. Your hiking but... underwear. You're imagining us in our underwear or them? Them. Oh, them. Okay. You don't want to imagine me in my underwear, though. No. <laughs> all right, so we have some questions about all the West. We're going to ask you a few questions, and then we have some very specific questions for Mr. Allgood. So, first of all, can you tell us about the relationship between all the West and all the East? Is there a relationship? Well, what is the relationship like? Do you see each other, you know, Christmas cards, perhaps? You know? I see a deer second, in the headlights. Second cousins or something? Snorkel. What's going on? What are you guys? See each other weddings, maybe funerals. Uh, do, do, you, do you want the truth or an yeah. entertaining story? <laughs> no, everybody, entertaining everybody in the room tonight is expecting the truth. That's right. The truth will set you free, Snorkel. Hello. All right. Uh, so all, all the east, all the east is the uh, Appalachian or Appalachian, depending on where you live, long distance hiking association. Oh, I think I know what all the west stands for. Can I? Can I just interject? Yes. Is all the west the alcoholic long distance hiking association? <laughs> it, it is. No. It's not. Uh, and oh, and overeaters too. Oh. Okay. So so do you guys do you guys have any you know? Do you have a relationship? Do you guys work together? Just curious. Uh, we're, we're trying to establish a relationship with them. Uh, we took their walk-in gym music. We're going to play that <laughs> later at the gathering. You took wow. it? Was it involved busting kneecaps or something? I mean, you took it? <laughs> Tanya Harding them. Okay. Okay. They, we took their walk-in gym music, but they took one of our speakers. Oh. oh. Wow. So it sounds like you guys do not have a cordial relationship. It sounds like you don't help each other out. You don't like, see each other at weddings or at funerals, funerals, for that matter. And if you did, you wouldn't talk to each other. Is that my understanding? Uh, you know, we really would like to work with them. They, they don't return our phone calls. Wow, so there's wow. a telecommunications Animosity. problem. I think it's more of a... I, I think this actually kind of speaks to a uh, East Coast, West Coast divide in the nation, really. I think this is bigger... I think this is a lot bigger than all the West, all the East. I think this is kind of East Coast versus West Coast, that left coast versus yeah. right coast thing back to the hip-hop days in the late 90s, you know, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and stuff like that. Um, I really think this has a lot to do with those guys and stemming from that, uh, that kind of rivalry. I mean, you know what happened to Tupac and Biggie Smalls. I mean, this is, this is a direct correlation. Yeah, exactly. This is a direct repercussion from that. All right, let thing. me ask you an easier question. Okay. What's the best way for folks to get involved and support all the West? Best way to support all the West? Uh, well, you know, we're always looking for volunteers for the Ruck. Uh, we, we still have a Ruck in Colorado and a Ruck at Cascade Locks, uh, trying to teach people who are new to long-distance hiking how to get into it. So that would be really helpful. Uh, doing trail work on your local long-distance trail is always really useful. Donating beer. Donating, Donating beer. beer? All right. Or gear. Or gear. What about money? Do you guys need money? Yeah, yeah mo money is good, Money's too. Money cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Snorkel. We're, we've got some questions for All Good as well. Yeah. Give it up for All Good, people. Snorkel. Come on out here, All Good. Come on out here. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hallway. In studio right now, we have Whitney All Good LaRuffa. Hey, how's it going? Thanks so, for having me. All good. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the release, you know, the whole build-up to the gathering. Finally, it's here. It's like a nice big release for me. Awesome. Uh, all yeah. right, all good. I got some questions for you. It <laughs> seems like Alda is moving in new directions, as evidenced by beer at Alda 
and the soccer game that's now sanctioned. Ooh. So sanctioned. I wanted to know what accomplishment are you most proud of with the organization and the changes that it has undergone? Uh, I would say the thing I'm most, most happy about in the transformation in the last couple of years has been that we have been able to have adult beverages as adults out in the open. Myself, personally. That was, that was a big moment for me you in the organization's history. You mean you didn't enjoy sneaking uh, you know, beers and paper bags around all the West uh, all those years? Uh, you know, it was kind of fun because I felt like I was back in high school. But I'm kind of a loud individual. And I was always worried that my loudness after beer seven was going to get us all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and it did. <laughs> and it looks like uh, I, I see that we're holding all the West here in uh, Oregon where marijuana has just become legal. So I'm assuming the next logical place for Alda is in Colorado. There's a man clapping in the front row. That's, that's what I hear. Washington, Oregon, Colorado. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What about, what about, we thought it would be really great to have one of these gatherings um, in the middle of the Great Divide Basin in Wyoming um, because it's just a, a lovely area, and you could probably rent space for, uh, for very cheap. Uh, in fact, there might not even be any space. You might just be able to set up. There's certainly going to be nobody around to uh, discourage you from, you know, living up to the name of Alcoholic Long Distance Hiker Association by condemning your usage of adult beverages in public, right? What do you think about that? Do you think that there is a, a do you think there should be a gathering in the Great Divide Basin? I, I kind of like it. It's like kind of the long distance hikers version of Burning Man. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. that's a really like neat it. take yeah. on That's a good idea. That's a really neat take All right. I we one, could really just, we could run with that. I have yes, one more question, Dilo. Okay. I have one more question for all good. So the rumor on the street is that you're going to be stepping down as president because you have plans coming up. Not plants, but plans. <laughs> I was just curious if there's somebody that you want to endorse for your replacement. Um, there's, there is definitely some people in this room I have reached out to about potentially replacing me at the end of this uh, weekend. Um, I'd like to start the Schumer for president rumor once again. Whoa. I think he would be a great Whoa. president. Oh. Oh. The, the but I do rumor. also want to say, I don't want to step in anybody's way, but, it, but I, I am planning on hiking next season, but it also wouldn't break my heart if I stayed in my role. So there you go. All right, so get on out there, people. Dilo, did you have a gift for All Good? I do have a gift for All Good. Ooh. All Good was so gracious. He invited us all here this weekend. He actually paid us a lot of money to be here, which is pretty surprising. I didn't think all the West had this kind of budget. I mean, we're walking out of here with a lot of money. I, I can't really say how much uh, all good. Maybe I should, but I won't. I won't because that's not very professional. No, I, it's not professional. I am a professional. I am sitting in front of a crowd of people. Right. But let's just say we're, we're profiting handsomely from sitting here tonight talking nonsense in front of all you guys. So it's the least that I could do. To present all good, president of all the West, with a coveted, Ooh. and these are very hard to come by. There's not many Ooh. of these in the world. You know, these are uh, few and far between. And I would really discourage you from selling this on eBay tonight because you could probably actually profit handsomely from this. <laughs> Anyways, I would like to present you a coveted trail wow. show hat. That's awesome. Thanks for thanks. Thanks right. a lot. That's a killer gift. Thank you all. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. All right. <laughs> it's really great to have you here tonight. Hey, thanks for. Will thanks you be around this weekend? Will we see you again? Or you, I'll be here all here? weekend. Yeah. You'll be here all weekend. I'll be here all weekend. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks a lot. There you go. We need all the roof, everybody. It's out the door. All right. Now it's time for some trail trivia. We have seven questions, but unlimited prizes. 
Do we have any music for this trail trivia disco? Like we do. We do. Oh, All you Family Guy uh, fans out there might recognize this. We do have seven questions. We do have unlimited prizes. And there's a few questions that some of you will not know, and there's a few that some will know. But what I want you to do is if you know the question, can we do a, can you raise your hand? And then we'll, we'll whoever hand goes up first, we'll see it, we'll point them out. And POD, I'm going to need your help on this. Got it. And some of these questions are, that I'm a are in the weeds. So your trail knowledge and your, your, your the trivia, I mean, this is going to be, you're going to have to dig deep, people, okay? So let's, and by the way, Freefall is not allowed to answer this first question. Okay. Question number one. What is the name of the group campground in Shenandoah National Park that Ray Jardine bathed in and used to coin the term for a method of showering on trail? Come on, somebody... Freefall know, knows it. They're, I know that no, you Freefall, people... Freefall, you can't answer. We know that you people have read Beyond Backpacking or the Backpacker's Handbook the or whatever PCT those books are called. The Hiker's Handbook. We know that you people have read this. Maybe not this decade, but It's one word. It starts with a D. It's five letters. Come on. Any Ray Jardine fans out there? Nobody knows this? Snorkel. Snorkel. What? The Dundee, she said. Close enough. Close enough. It's Dundo. Ladies and gentlemen, Snorkel, come up and get a prize. Let's get some It's the Dundo Group Campground in Shenandoah National Park. I think he used it to bathe like a, uh, like a bird bath in the, uh, the water. Also, bath. I'd like to say, where's my trail show hat? Yeah, sorry. I'll also accept a trail show thong. Okay. <laughs> we can make the app. Question number two. And no current Alta West board members can answer this question. In what year did Alta West initiate the Triple Crown Award? Right there, you, sir. 1994, there it is. Let's That's correct, ladies and gentlemen. That's correct. But isn't this a two-part question? This is a two-part question. Here, take one of these. Yeah. The, the bonus part of this question is, can anyone in the room name one of the three people other than Ray and Jenny Jardine that received the Triple Crown Award that year? Yes, sir. Uh, do you know the birth name? That would be a big... Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So far. Oh, uh, he's a board member. You're, you were a board member. You can't answer nowhere, man. Red, red shirt. Yep, Alice Kamara. You, sir, get the bonus question, and let's give this man a prize. It was Steve Queen, Bryce Hammock, and Alice Gamer were the three other than Ray and Jenny Jardine that got Triple Crown Awards in 1994. Ladies and gentlemen, that's over 20 years ago. 20 years ago, people. That's how long people have been right. long-distance hiking. You've got to dig deep on this one. How many states does the North Country Trail go through? North Country Trail. How many states? Don't do look not, at your phones. Do not look this up on your cell phone. That's cheating. That's wrong. <laughs> it, Totally Anybody. wrong, dude. Yes, sir. How many? How many? Nope. nope. Also Three wrong. is wrong. Sir, you, sir. Two is wrong. One is wrong. One is wrong. Come on, people. Come on. Just take Higher. a guess. Higher. <laughs> Eight is close. Eight is... <laughs> yes, seven. The man... <laughs> wow, people really know this trail. <laughs> by, by default. 
<laughs> and just Who's so the man know. who knows all of the trails? Wait, wait, before you go, before you take that, what seven states does the North Country Trail go no, to? No, no, no. I'm wow. going to tell folks Come on, nobody man. knows. You can't walk out of here with that swag without you know knowing what? those seven states. Cheryl Stray needs to write a book about this trail. The oh, North Country Trail goes through idea. New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and North Dakota, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very long trail. North Dakota. Okay, question number four. We have lots of good prizes here, including right? a Pat's Backcountry Beverages Complete Kit. That's going to be the final prize. So get, get ready. Okay, out of all the states on the Triple Crown Trails, which state contains the shortest amount of trail miles on its Triple Crown Trail? Okay, follow-up question. How many miles is it? Three is wrong. <laughs> No, 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 green, green jacket, come on up. You still get a prize. How many miles? Anybody? Four. You got it, sir. Come on up here. Come on up here. Everybody's a winner here on the trail show. Except for people that have the wrong answer. Everybody's a winner. People that have the wrong answer. Disco? Yes, people sir. that have the wrong answer are not winners. Yeah, very good. Yeah. You got, you got four? Okay, we're still going here. We got three more questions. If you haven't won, there's still time. What was the name of the South Carolina? Okay, by the way, no cottage gear owners are allowed to answer this question because you guys know. Ramok, don't raise your hand. I know you know the answer to this. What was the name of the South Carolina based cottage gear company that produced one of the first sill nylon tents back in the early 2000s? Yes, sir. Free fall. Name of the company, not, not, not the owner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyone else? You, sir. <laughs> A- anyone else? All right, I'm going to take... Yes, give this... <laughs> Wonderless Gear is the name of the company, owned by Mr. Kurt Russell. Not the Kurt Russell. Not, not the Kurt Russell you think you know, but the other Kurt Russell that owned the company. Does anyone know the name of the very popular Sill Nylon Tent Wonderless Gear produced? Yeah, but Ron Moak, you can't. Moak, I told you not to answer this question. It doesn't man. follow anyway. rules. Ah. Uh, no. Oh, that's, that was South guess, Carolina man. based. That was totally my, my guess. friend. Come on, Freefall. Come on, man. Get your head out of the gutter. Come on. And, what, and free Come fall, on. what was that shelter that Integral Designs made? What was it called? Yeah. Wrong. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Anybody else? This, okay. this is a bonus trivia question. No, it's it, not. We're moving on. Moving on. Now, I'm going to ask you a question based on some information that's already been given tonight, so everyone in this room should know the answer. What is the name of the brewery along the Pacific Crest Trail that facilitates the Buy a Hiker a Beer program? Right there. Hand right there. Yes! Oh, correct, 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 Ding, ding, ding. Woo! Can we have a winner sound effect, the ding, ding, ding sound effect? Oh, yeah. There it is. I forgot there. about the correct sound effect. I prefer the buzzer. All right, this is our final prize. Thunder Island Brewing Company. Hope it's our final question. Okay, this is, this is for all the marbles. This is for the Pat's Backcountry Beverage Soda Beer. Is this, is this the grand finale? This is, this, is the grand prize. Can we, get some grand fin- can we get a timpani for the grand finale question? Because okay. this should probably be the hardest question, people. Because nothing compares to what we're about to give away now. I With the prize that we are about to give away now, you can make your own beer in the backcountry. And soda. 
and soda. But you can make your own beer in the backcountry. Think about that, people. Just okay. everybody, moment of silence. Think about that. You can make your own beer. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You can make your own beer. The final yeah. question of this evening's trail trivia on the trail show, live in uh, Camp Kiwanis, Oregon. Oregon. I, n- I know better. It, what private land trust along one of the Triple Crown trails will issue hikers a ticket for spilling champagne on the ground? Yes, sir. You right there. What? Say again. Baxter State Park. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Baxter State Park Authority. Yes. Let's give this man a hand. So whatever you do, do not take your backcountry beer kit up Mount Katahdin. You will be fined. It's all for you, sir. This is... This is worth at least $1,000. Enjoy. And, and, sir, when you make your beer in the backcountry, you actually have to bring all that stuff with you. All of it. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't work. All right. At this point, we're going to have a social, so we're going to need all of you to raise your glasses and uh, give a little yip-yip hooray. <laughs> okay, very good. And those two gentlemen in the back there, Bobcat and Pepper, are getting very nervous. Because they know. Yeah, stay tuned, people. There's a big announcement. Right. You, know, you could say they're the ultimate prizes of all tonight. That's right. It's time for a little mailbag. Every month here on the Trail Show, people write us letters. Sometimes they send postcards. Other times they send us electronic messages. A lot of the, those times we read them. So, yeah. P.O.D., we got some letters this month? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, this writer says, let me start by saying I'm a huge fan of the Trail Show. I frequently listened along my hike of the PCT and currently use the trail show to help myself up the insane CDT climbs through Colorado. But enough praise. Let's get serious. Recently, I was listening to your Wind River High Road episode and heard Pod and Disco mention meeting Flamingo and Mehap. I've got to say, I didn't expect to hear fellow 2015ers' names on the trail show and was even more shocked to hear Mehap's name in a pleasant context. While Flamingo may be good people... I felt it necessary to warn you about Mehap. I have some experience hiking around Mehap and have learned the true nature of his hiker. He's a stinker, guys. It's as simple as that. Oh, sure, he may come off as hilarious and a great guy, but underneath his dry humor lies a day hiker in through hiker's clothing. Whoa, those are harsh words. I've heard numerous reports of his misdeeds up and down the CDT. Once while traversing Wyoming's horse-riddled northern sections, I witnessed him put a large rusted horseshoe in another hiker's pack as some sort of sick joke. Imagine the calories that hiker lost carrying the two-pound horseshoe. What if he didn't have enough calories to make it to town? Could he have died? Yeah, he probably could have, I guess. But what do I know? I'm not an expert nutritional therapist or whatever. And in another instance, one hiker told me of a time that Mayhap threw a Starburst jelly bean at her ear as she hiked off, simply because she politely refused his offering of candy. Snorkel would never do that. What kind of monster is this guy, wasting food and brutally attacking hikers? He may be a triple crowner soon, but in my eyes, he's a triple frowner. Whoa. Whoa. I've never Anyways, I just figured I'd warn you all in the hiking community, just in case you wander up on him on the trail. If he tries to communicate with you, just drop a Snickers next to him and walk off. You'll be better for it. Trust me. Best regards. Hey, Peach. Did we get any more letters this month, P.O.D.? Uh, we got a letter from Joey Ritchie. I'm not going to read the entirety of it, but basically, in our last episode, we referenced the GR20, and Snorkel said it was the hardest hike in Europe. And uh, he just wanted to refute that claim 
let us know that he did the GR20 with a broken arm, with a cast. So he said, take that snorkel. It's not a hard hike. Wow. GR20 with a broken arm. That's right, Joey Ritchie. Let's give it up for Joey Ritchie, everybody. Joey Ritchie. Give it up for Joey Ritchie who's not here tonight. He's out there in Portugal somewhere. Yeah, Joey, we love you. All right, every month on the trail show, we do a trail tip to impart some knowledge that we've gained as triple crowners and as just hikers in general upon folks that listen to the podcast. Now, we've got a a lot of folks in the room that are going to receive triple crown awards tomorrow night. And I want to get maybe one or two of you to come up and share a trail tip that you have gained at some point. Green shirt, come on up here. You can I sit like this. Right, I like right, right here. here. Let's get one more. We need one more. You if got, you've got you a good trail right tip, and it can and be anything. Tips. It can be anything. It, you know, if you carry a blowtorch to burn your blue jeans, we'll take that. Like, wh- whatever you've got, we'll I take that. We've Let's, done that one I'll tell you what, we're going to start out with, with this gentleman over here, and uh, he's going to give his trail tip. And then we're going to get some more of you folks to come out here. All right, J- All right so what's your name, sir? What's your name? Uh, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Scarecrow, you got to talk right into the red dot there. Don't be afraid. I'm from Long Island, New York. And my trail tip is I find if you're kind of standing out there looking for right uh, where you're supposed to go. Embrace the microphone. You, you talk finally, into it. There you, you go. You finally find the, uh, the little piece of kern that's sitting there. I uh, suggest to add a rock to the kern. Whoa, wait a minute. What about the leave no trace principles and being self-reliant and not relying on cars to find your way and being able to find your I'm way in nature, a, man? I'm not getting involved in all that. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beta question. Well, you're right, because if, you, if there is no car, then you might be there for 20, 30 minutes looking for it. But if that car is right there and it's more visible. No, if there's two or three stones there and you identify it as a current, I say add a current. All right. Uh, add, a, add a rock to the current and it kind of right. builds up. And a little on-the-fly trail maintenance. I like it. Yes, and by exactly. the way, I, I'm exactly. not, I was not the, trying to be. Uh, to I was not trying to be defensive. I was just trying to be the devil's <laughs> advocate and just kind of get our audience to think about their actions a little bit more. You know, not that putting. I, I'm I'm a firm believer in Carnes. I like Carnes. I think if I was in your situation, I would add a rock to the Carn. Okay, Is it Carnes or Cairns, Dilo? <laughs> Is it Carnes or Cairns? Oh, Cairn, uh, Cairn. Karen? Karen? I don't know. I'm from Karen. Long Island. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. So you're, you're, you've got some challenges as it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Mr. Scarecrow. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Scarecrow, for Good coming up here. Cheers. Congratulations. All right. I see Scotland Forbes standing over there in the corner. So far, do you have a trail tip you would like to share with Alda West this evening? If so, please come step up to the microphone, the blue microphone. I know you've got don't a good trail Don't be scared, tip. man. Dilo won't be that I'll rude to you. I'll try not to be yeah. that much of a asshole. We try okay. not to put people on the spot. This is, uh, is going to be controversial. So a lot of you have already kind of uh, touched on this with me, but uh, I am so far. And uh, do you want me to get right into the trail no, tip? You're good, man. You, you sound okay. great. So the trail tip that I've been using the last many miles is emergency blankets. They're great for so many things. Like a lot of people will have like an emergency blanket in the back of their car or in their pack, and they never use them. But if you're hiking with me. We get to have an emergency every single day. Oh, <laughs> I use emergency blankets for everything. They're free after every marathon. You can go pick them up off the, you know, people are just throwing them away. Those things are so versatile and so wonderful. And they're Mylar, which, of course, is so Rayway, I know. But uh, I, I use it for rain gear. I've, I haven't worn rain gear the last couple of trails. 
And uh, I just wrap myself up in an emergency blanket, and uh, it works for me. Do people ever question why you might be walking down the trail wrapped in a Mylar space blanket when it's raining? And looking like a Pop-Tart. I'm sure, everybody, I'm sure everybody does. I look ridiculous. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I like being in a rain. Uh, you know, I feel like it really protects me. The whole, we can get into like that whole spectrum of waterproof, breathable, this whole like mythical fabric. But when I want to be waterproof, I want to be waterproof. And when I want to be breathable, I want to be breathable. And so, so that's a waterproof membrane. How, that how does that, uh, the cape work when you're, say, doing hand over foot climbing over miles and miles of talus? Does that work out pretty well? Uh, <laughs> not as well as when you're on trail. I mean, that's certainly one of its limitations is, you know, but what you do is, and I wish I could show you guys, but here we are doing a recording, is, you know, it's over your body for when it's kind of heavy, but when you got to use your arms, you just stick it back and it just kind of covers your pack. So then, then you your clothes get wet. Is that what you're saying? So then what? Your clothes get wet then? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm just trying to picture a it all. Bit. Trying to understand the magic. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Okay. Sometimes. Sounds and like a nice warm system. Wait, I have one, one uh, further question about this Mylar. Um, cape. Mylar, cape, not war. The Mylar cape, the Mylar waterproof cape. What about when you find yourself having to cross uh, private lands and needing to uh, climb over barbed wire fences to get on said private lands? Um, How does your Mylar cape hold up when you have to climb over, you know, six-foot-high barbed wire fences? I I I honestly don't remember ever climbing over six-foot-high barbed wire fences. what trials are you hiking, man? I go go under. I don't know. I feel like I'm always trespassing and always uh, crossing private lands. And I swear to God, like, if I just go for a walk in my neighborhood, there's like barbed wire fences I have to cross. Well, you live in a rough neighborhood. All right. Hey, Jeez. Thank you. All right, so, far. so far. Uh, thank you so tip. far. <laughs> Anybody else out there in the room? There's a wealth of knowledge in this room. We're, and we're a very friendly group we're, of panelists. We just really want to explore your oh. trail tips. Oh, right, here we go. Here We've we got go. got another one coming up here. Purple rain. Fantastic. Come on up. Come on up and tell everybody introduce, your name. Introduce yourself introduce to the crowd. Yourself. Hi, my name is Purple Rain. Woo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> Purple Rain, everybody. Uh, my trail tip comes from Mr. Glenn Van Pesky himself from the Cascade Rock. GVP. Ooh. Yeah, game changer for me. We were on the Grand Enchantment Trail this, this spring. The butt divot. Whoa. The butt Whoa. divot. I, yeah, what? Never it, heard it depends of on where you are. So the GT, a lot of washes able to dig out like lumbar support oh. when you're hiking with the accordion style um, pads. You just have yourself a nice little, nice little butt divot. It really supports. It's really nice. So it's really supportive of the lower back, which takes a beating when you're carrying 60 pounds through the Grand Enchantment Trail, <laughs> right, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. The butt divot. Yeah. Very it, it's good. good. I recommend it. Yeah, you know, L&T, you got you to build it back up. But Oh, wait, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Time out. You're talking about building... But divots, that's not leave no trace. <laughs> you dig it, and then you, you, you bury it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. like creating it. That's and like, it's multi-purpose. That's like burning a campfire and then scattering the, the yeah. ashes right. when you're done. Right. Okay. Also, yeah. if your butt divot is big enough, you can use it in the morning before you leave camp. Yeah. And then bury it. Yeah. It's, it's wow. multi-purpose. Right. Wow. I like that. That's really cool. The butt divot, yeah. everybody. Try it. I recommend it. All right. It. Give yeah. it up for the butt cool. divot. And Ooh. purple rain. Purple rain. Ooh. Purple rain. Thank you. Hashtag butt divot. Don't look at that at work. All right, one more. We gotta have another <laughs> no, three, trail tip. Three, three and out. Three and out. Three and out. It's a triple crown. Three is okay, good. Okay, done and done. Moving right along. Wait, wait. We've got one more. We got one more. We, come on up here, we young man. We got another one. Come on up, man. Come on up here. All right, we'll do a bonus for the triple Bo- crown. Bonus of the the trail tip of the month here. We got Chris Freefall Sanderson here. Free, take it away. 
So I uh, hiked the CDT in 2009 with a buddy named Luna. And I got to tell you, one of the best things I learned from him when I was hiking was to, uh, when you get into town and your shoes are just totally, totally rank, to go into a, like a Walgreens or whatever and get like, um, get some rubbing alcohol. And like, like we were taking a garbage can and filling with rubbing alcohol and then dunk your shoes in there and then put them outside. And that way, the, the rubbing alcohol like kills all the funk that's going on in your shoes, and then your shoes don't really stink when you're like in town and stuff. Wow, that's fantastic! And, and, wow, I wasn't expecting and, that. And alcohol rub on your feet as well to like kill all the the, the funk that's going on on your feet. Wow! All right, I like it. I like it. Alcohol, like it. That's, that's a trail tip, tip, man. Wow. Yeah. Alcohol, it solves everything. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and rubbing alcohol is really cheap. And um, I mean, you, I mean, you can, can get you the varying it? percentage of, of, of alcohol on it, but it's it's yeah, it's it's a great tip. I, I, I highly recommend it if you're going to town and want to want to like make your feet better. I have a question about this trail tip. Yes. May I? Yes. Um, is there any discomfort from putting your feet into your wet shoes the next day? That no, would dry no. Before, see, no? that's the thing. The rubbing alcohol evaporates. Oh, has and a very dries low flash. Really oh, quickly. Pe- people, people. Does everybody, did anybody else not know that rubbing alcohol evaporates? Who here thought that the rubbing alcohol would make their shoes wet? Anyone? Or is this too embarrassing to admit? Uh, some are admitting. Too embarrassing? Okay. It works really well. It's just me, I guess. I highly recommend it. Why are you giving right. He's a guest. <laughs> Thank you. Kill the crickets. I don't know. It's not, Come on, kill the Thank crickets. You free fall. Thank you, free Give fall. Thank you, free fall. Free fall. It's fantastic. Uh, you should, Bobby wants it. All right. Do you have a trail tip? Bob Bobby, wait, wait, we got another one later. Oh, Come oh. on up here, Bobby. This gentleman got a parade of trail tips now. All right, who doesn't have a trail tell, tip? Could you tell the crowd your, your name, sir? My name is All Joshua right. Bobcat Stacy. Hey, now. And is that a, uh, a My Little Pony on your hat? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, no. Okay. It is not. It's uh, designed by uh, Renee Shira. Oh, very Hiker cool. Hiker Trash. Yeah. But, but Sorry, My Little Pony's like, cool, too. I just have My Little Ponies on my mind. All right, enough of the small talk. What's your trail tip, Bobcat? Uh, okay, so Let's my cut trail... to the chase, Bobcat. Okay, enough of the small talk. Let's get right to it. What do you got, Bobcat? Go so ahead. my trail tip uh, goes back to the lowest to highest route, which uh, some people were talking about earlier tonight. And uh, my buddy Cam Swami Honan, who couldn't be here tonight, uh, yeah, actually, he could have been here tonight. That's he, he, he forgot all his, his utensils, so he wasn't sure what he was going to eat with. But I've discovered that an Australian driver's license works very well as an eating utensil in an emergency situation. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. How does an Australian driver's license differ from a Canadian or an American driver's license for those of us who are not Australian? Well, Larger. An, an American driver's license allows you to make it to Alda West, whereas an Australian <laughs> driver's license precludes you from such uh, a <laughs> gathering. Wow. It's getting warm. It's getting a little warm in here. All and right. then my other tip was uh, if, if you're traveling through grizzly country, just don't shower too much and they'll leave you alone. Because the human scent is uh, probably the most repulsive scent to bears. You can send all your legal questions to bobcat at bobcathikes.com. <laughs> Thank you, Bobcat. Thank you, thanks a lot, Bobcat. Thank you very much, Bobcat. <laughs> all right, that means trail tip's over, and we are moving right along to a review of a movie that came out recently. Max, take it away. Uh, a little movie called Walk in the Woods. What? I know. It came out based on a book from 1998. 
Um, we saw the movie. Yeah, what did we, we think? We all saw the movie. And I think it's a collective meh. 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 You know, there's a great line from Roger Ebert, no good movie is too long, no bad movie is too short. <laughs> I was looking at my watch halfway through this movie, and the place that had the movie actually served pints of beer, and I was still looking at my uh, watch. Max, so. come on. It you was know? very mediocre. It was like a bad combo of grumpy old men and the odd couple. With All it needed was a laugh track. Let's get Squatch out here to help us with this movie. Oh, yeah. he's a, this he was a, a media Scott. man. Ladies and gentlemen, media man. Scott Squatch Harriet. All right, Squatch. Joining us on our media commentary tonight hey. is uh, Squatch Harriet. Hey, Squatch, have you seen give, the uh, film? Uh, have you uh, seen uh, the film? What, I have seen the film, and I, it's a, a very accurate, very uh, mediocre. Uh, let's go to a clip. <laughs> no, it's pretty, I mean, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, you know, Nick Nolte is like, he's like 95 and... Uh, it, it hurts, right? He hurts. It, watch, it hurts to watch Nick Nolte. Well, the whole thing, and then, and then the thing is, I'm not giving away too much, but near the end of the film, they're on a part which does not exist on the AT at all. It's a cliff with a thing, and they fall like 30 feet, which any human, even if they were in good shape, would have a concussion, but they get up and they brush, and it was just so late. Any squatch, <laughs> as, as an expert of mediocre films... But I'm sorry. Um, oh, and by the way, I want to give a big round of applause to Radio Shack circa 1974 for providing the audio equipment tonight. Oh, you're welcome, man. <laughs> oh, they hooked us up big time, oh, Squatch. Uh, I, thanks a lot, Squatch. That was really great of you to join us. You know, there's a <laughs> silo down the road we could actually do this in. It would be better. No. Um, wow. I'm sorry. That's brutal. But it's good <laughs> it's being rough. up with you guys. Um, it's rough. You know, I, you know, I take... crapped my pants once driving my car. Did I ever Wait, tell you that? Wait, save that for oh, later. Save I'm that for sorry. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Say the 405, right? Don't spill the beans, man. Say that for later. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I just want to say, uh, I've seen about 30 minutes of the movie Wild so far. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of saving the rest of it for, uh, you know, I, I like to watch things slow. Um, and the 30 minutes that I've seen of Wild yeah. are just far more inspiring and meaningful to me than A Walk in the Woods. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think yeah. Wild is actually a good film. Uh, I found the book pretty... Uh, I, I got halfway through the book, and it was... I still haven't finished the book. It's too redundant. I, I got a couple pages left. Let's look at a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, they're not really anywhere near as good as... Who's the guy? Um, Squatch, who makes those films. Squatchfilms.com. They really seem to capture more of the... Can you put the cricket thing on now? Yeah, go ahead. Anyway. Wait, um, wait a minute. Were there any, does anybody, were there any good parts about this movie? Were there any feel-good moments? Was there any oh, oh, heart-touching moments? The ending did credits. The ending credits wait, are pretty are you good. Wait, about Walk in the Woods? Yeah. Yes, there was one sequence, and anybody who's seen it, the panties sequence. Oh, come the on. The panties sequence Keep it family is funny. Friendly, man. It I, I don't know what you're about minutes, to say. And, and literally... It's the only what about, solid part of the What film. about when that guy was trying to kill him? What about when, uh, what was yeah, his name? Yeah, that was part of the panties. That was part of the panties. That was the husband of okay. the panties the owner. The husband of the panties owner was trying to kill yeah. the guy. That it, was pretty funny. Good editing, was good writing. Yeah. But whole the thing. And Mary Steenburgen is like wasted in the, she's in the film for like 30 seconds and then you, she's you, gone. We're having right, an educated I, I think, right, discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Squatch. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think it's time. I think it is time for our... No, it's wait. time for the contest. Oh, 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 actually... We have some special guest segments that didn't make it into our, our uh Is our Brian Mosley in the room? Is Mr. Sweet Tater in the room? There he is. Come on up to the front, Sweet Tater. We have a special treat for everyone in the room tonight. All right, so that means we have to wait a little bit longer on the... Do we, we have feel? a story? A little bit. 
Disco, are we going to hear a story? We are. So what you guys should know is that Mr. Sweet Tater here, come on. Right, come on. We've got a chair for you right here with come the blue microphone. Come on, pick up the, the, the pace, microphone. man. Pick up the pace. We got to meet this gentleman out in Utah for the winter OR gathering in January, and he shared with us a story about a guy named Say Laurel. And during that story, he also sort of tipped his hand about a one-armed grave digger. So tonight, we're hoping he might finish that story unless he has an even better story. But it's, it's dealer's choice, sweet tater. It's the one-armed grave digger or, or whatever, whatever else you got. The microphone's yours. So sit down, sweet tater, and tell us a story. Speaking to the red dot. <sighs> well... Well, I figured I'd start by saying that I did get a chance to listen to that segment we did in that basement after eating a bunch of Papa Murphy's pizza. Yeah? And uh, you really have to be a hiker to enjoy that pizza. Hey, but you know what? You know what's cool about tonight's audience? They're all hikers. Yeah, okay. so you kind of got a nice audience to work with tonight. All right. All right. How do I lift this thing here? D'Lo, help the man out, please. We know you know how to work all of our audio equipment. There you go. All right. All right. Well, the incident with the one-armed gravedigger yeah. was on the AT. And I just, just got here and heard you guys talking about all these movies that are out there and all that good stuff. And in my drive here, I was trying to think, you know, how, what type of story can I possibly share? Um, and I thought the fun story to share would be that um, maybe get it, rather than a story, just kind of get us all talking and thinking about the kindness of strangers. Very good. That's really sweet, man. And so, say Laurel, that was my last story, yeah. is a very kind stranger. And, of course, if you remember the story, he didn't really know that he was picking up a hitchhiker. It was all kind of accidental. So, And I just think a lot about all the, the kindness of strangers that I relied upon in order to complete my AT hike. And I have, haven't finished a PCT hike yet, but I've hiked a pretty good chunk of it. And so I thought that'd be a fun topic of conversation rather than just another funny story. As far as funny stories go, I was kind of thinking about why books like A Walk in the Woods and movies like A Walk in the Woods are a hit. And I was, it's a soapbox that I often get on when people, when the conversation turns towards through hiking and people want to hear about it if they're not familiar about it. And they want to hear all the zany, wacky stories and everything that's kind of fun and kind of, kind of the tone of a lot of the, the story I told previously. And I thought it'd be fun just to have more of a conversation about how and why uh, Bill Bryson's book was popular. I read it before my hike, which was in 2000. And I considered it to be a valuable part of kind of my research to understand the trail and trail culture. And then after actually completing my hike, I realized that it was a far easier thing for him to do to write a best-selling book than it is to you know, complete the trail, you know, hiking every millimeter of it. And I realized that a lot of the people who helped me out were people that he would have made fun of or turned into a caricature in his books. So this isn't a poop on, you know, Bill Bryson moment unless we want it to be, which could could be be. fun. That'd be okay. So pretty much every good story I have about the trail is all about how a stranger helped me out and how they were a stranger no more. Including the one-armed gravedigger. Including the one-armed gravedigger. So with no further ado... um, the one-armed gravedigger was a kind of stranger, but he was also the type of guy where we didn't want to necessarily tell we were exactly where we were camping that evening. Understood. That sort of thing. 
So this was on, uh, and, and uh, anyone who's hiked with me knows that I'm not necessarily uh, really into exactly the name of any particular mountain or whatever mile I'm at or the name of a creek. I just kind of get up in the morning and the priest and just there you go thank you and just kind of walk north or south until I'm dark it's dark or I'm tired and then that's the end of my day and if there's any folks out there who hyped with me on the PCT in, in 05 they probably there's a there's a quote that they like to pull up which was it was early on on the trail and everyone was talking about exactly how far they were going to go that day and what mountain we were looking at and I think that um I think that uh, the quote that people like to say is that I said, well, it's 14 miles, so who gives a... You know, then you can beep later. So. <laughs> sure. And that's kind of how I feel about the trail. You're just out there, you're just walking. It's not that big a deal. You're just walking. It's, it's a series of day hikes. So this hike was coming up on the... And it helped me out. It was the Thai Road, Thai River. Thai River. Yeah, 800-some-ish miles. You know, you're kind of getting Virginia. there. You're getting, you're getting your trail legs. And in terms of kind strangers, I think to really set the tone for this story about this hilarious worn-arm gravedigger. I had uh, been hiking for several weeks with uh, Annie and the Salesman. Does anyone remember those two? You laughed. Do you know Annie and the Salesman? Yeah. Max does. American okay. Ama- amazing, amazing yeah. people. Really, really wonderful people. And, and you probably know the story how they're no longer with us and how and why that happened. But I'd never really met two people who were more in love and uh, just more true to the spirit of the trail and truly kind strangers and out there hiking for all the right reasons, not for any type of self-importance or kind of trail celebrity. They just really love being out there. Every time I saw them, they had a smile on their face. They just loved, whether it's a hiker gathering or being oh, yeah. outside, they would just, they embodied the spirit of the trail. I'd, I'd, it'd be fun to have a whole show sometime just getting people together and, and kind of commemorating those two. But I had been hiking for several weeks with them, and they actually were with me that day going down the priest, and then they hiked on that day rather than kind of hanging out with the crew that night and meeting the one-arm gravedigger. But um, that day on the way down the priest, Annie did one of those flips, you know, where you catch your pole and it, you pole vault yourself and like do an endo and just smash your face in the ground, and she just bounced and came up laughing and smiling, and you know, she was retirement age woman and that would have I mean I would have laid there for a while and kind of made sure my you know all my digits worked and she just got up and bounced and laughed and that's just the way they were so I just want to kind of give a shout out to Annie and the salesman yeah very nice so anyway um so thinking back to this day we're coming down the priest of course it was hot and the trail I had sent a uh, mail drop to myself at a post office that was no longer there (laughs) So when we got to the road, I was with a fellow named um, Haywood Jackson. He's a southern gentleman. Southern fried? Deep fried southern gentleman. Understood. If, if you've met him. And I think, as I mentioned in my previous story, he didn't wear much more than a uh, ShamWow loincloth. Ah, yes. And um, Hal, if you're out there and you're listening, I don't think it's any secret that uh, you're a fun guy. <laughs> That's, a, that's code. Anyway, uh, so he, uh, he and I were hiking forward of everyone else, and we got to the road, and we decided we'd go look for this post office. And so we uh, took a left. We knew the post office was uh, down that way, and we got far enough to uh, witness an altercation between a guy who was actively hunting beaver in the river with a rifle 
and we heard the gunshot. <laughs> and uh, I grew up in military bases, so gunshots were kind of an everyday thing for me. So I just kind of hunkered down and saw the guy was shooting a beaver, which wasn't too cool. And a guy right across the road came off his porch with a pistol to tell that guy to stop shooting beavers. And so I figured I'd rather be with the guy on his porch with a pistol, not with the guy killing beavers in the river. And Haywood agreed. Haywood, by the way, is also called Yurt Man because he makes yurts for a living. Very good. If you ever out that way. And uh, so we got talking to the guy on the porch, and he told us that the post office was closed and told us how to find it. And we'd already hiked about two miles down the road, and it was hot, and we were tired, and it's non-trail miles, and we know all about those kind of miles. And so we thought, well, crap, now we've got to walk back. So we start walking back, and that's when we got picked up by the... One-armed grave digger. One-armed grave digger. He also called himself a green shiner, by the way. What? Well, so what? His, his pappy was a moonshiner. He was a green shiner. Understood. Fill in the, fill in the blanks. Yeah. So uh, I can tell you that freshly dug grave dirt is very cool and refreshing. You ever see a dog on a hot day kind of dig a hole and scratch into the cool earth and kind of wallow down in the dirt? That's butt, exactly what it was like. I think it's called a butt divot. Sorry? A, a butt divot. You burp, 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 burp. A butt divot. A butt divot. Hashtag butt divot. Nice. Hashtag butt divot. That was, so, one of, that was one of our trail tips earlier. You might not have been here yet. Oh, nice. Butt divot. Exactly. Yeah, I, know, I think we all know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> It's really just good for your lower back. Yeah. yeah. So basically what happened, and again, this, this fellow's a kind stranger. He stops. He picks us up. We get in the back. We don't really know quite what all the dirt's doing in the back, but he let us know he's a grave digger, and this was fresh, fresh Virginia dirt. And uh, he gives us a ride back about two miles to where everyone else is waiting for us at the intersection, right where you cross over the river. And uh, he said, well, you know what? Now that the post office is closed, everything's been forwarded to my family's store. That's, that's how it went. So, we, so, we hitched up, so everyone got on the back. A couple of the folks were with us got in the front of the truck. Everyone else got in the back on that cool, cool, delicious butt divot dirt. And we went on down to their store, and we got to the store. It was one of these stores on our small rural highway where all they have for sale is that uh, not fully frozen guar gum ice cream. Like the, not the, you, know, you know, xanthan gum, guar gum, a little chewy, a little gooey. Yeah. So we bought out all their guar gum ice cream, all their root beer, and other than that, they had a lot of bowling alley wax for some reason and cans. For some reason. Don't know what, why. What does one do with bowling alley wax? The wax bowling alleys to make the balls go quicker? I was actually thinking of Happy Days, which I grew up on Happy Days and MASH, and there was an episode where Mr. Cunningham was excited that a new bowling alley was opening because of all the bowling alley wax he was going to sell, and there I was. And I think that's where it all wound up, was at this store. So, <laughs> And it's one of these deals where they also lived in the back of the store, and the door was open to crack, and his mother was in the back with, you know, you know kind of covered in crochet afghans, chain-smoking, as you do, and said <laughs> hi to her. And we bought him out of all this food, and then we decided to ask him, you know, hey, can you drive us back to the river? And on the way back, he was getting just a little overly enthusiastic and interested about bringing a bunch of his buddies to come party with us. And that's where we learned about his grave-digging, his green-shining. So it was one of these situations where the smart thing to do was to kind of like shake the guy off a bit, so he did. So th- this isn't a really, uh, this doesn't have some type of hilarious end or anything like my previous story, but what I can say is that evening did turn into one of those magical evenings on this trail where we had a fire, which is something you don't do too often, I think, if you're a conscientious camper, but there was a, it was kind of a compromised site along the river by that bridge that, 
that kind of footbridge that goes across the river. And one thing I miss about the East Coast is fireflies. Yeah. And that night, we had uh, kind of uh, dubious tube steak, hot dogs, dubious tube steak, squatch. You like that one? Yeah. Dubious tube steak. So we had a bunch of hot dogs, a bunch of guar gum ice cream. We made floats with some crappy root beer, and that was our dinner, and a lot of it. What about the bowling alley wax? We just didn't, we, we didn't get any of that. You we didn't were, buy it? We were going ultralight. Okay. Otherwise, we probably would have gotten right. some. Yeah. And uh, that night, we basically spent the whole night. If you've been to that spot in the river, then you know that the whole, edge of the, the whole floor of the river there is just one big slab of whatever the rock is there. I don't know if it's granite or what, but it's all covered in algae nice and slippery and when I was standing it was probably about like waist high and so if you squatted down and turned your back to it then it just kind of shoved you along and kind of surf on the algae floor and until it dropped you off this little this little edge and you kind of like went in over your head and there was fireflies kind of twinkling on the surface of the water and a bonfire and we're all like hopped up on on uh, root beer floats and hot dogs and I spent the whole evening there and uh, always we're kind of because you're kind of close to the road and we were kind of keeping an eye out for that grave diggers truck and it never showed up but uh yeah anyway I, I, that's you know not a fun hearty har har story like the previous one i've got some more of those for some other time perhaps but uh i just want to really have have people kind of just think about how at least for me going back to the whole bill bryson comment where it's I think it's easier to kind of, and by the way, Katz is a figment of his imagination. The guy doesn't exist. I think everyone knows that by now. We heard that. But um, it's, I think it's something else entirely to set out to, to connect your steps border to border in one summer, which is a totally like self-inflicted parameter. You know, there's no police out there. And of course, he didn't do that. His goal was to go there, hang out interview people, listen to stories, come up with the composite characters and write a bestseller. And he did a very good job of doing that. But I think the fact that he created these composite characters and then also probably heard other people's stories about crazy hitches from one-armed grave diggers and whatnot. And then, kinda, and then one couple in particular that he talked about and that picked him up in a Trans Am and was the pregnant hillbilly couple oh, yeah. and yada, yada, yada. You know... He, he probably never met those people. It's probably made up or probably some composite story of something he heard from other folks. But he just didn't talk enough about the kindness of strangers and how you really depend on that to complete these hikes. And so I think he kind of missed the point. I think his book missed the point and the opportunity to really talk about that part of the trail culture and trail experience. And beyond that, I guess the only thing I'd like to kind of put out there for discussion is now with um, just the explosion and the number of people that are hiking these trails and to think about the impact that we're having as a, and I'll use the word community, which makes me throw <laughs> up in my mouth just a little because it's so overused. I don't think people really know what the hell it means anymore. But as a trail community, uh, I think, and as ALDA and as the other organizations on the trail, I think it's time for us to really think about developing a culture where, as hikers, we do service projects in these towns. We really, you know, pay it forward, which is another kind of, you know, overdone term. But really think about being kind and being kind to these towns because we are strangers as we come through. We're not celebrities. We don't, you know, 
there's kind of a little bit of a whiff of kind of entitlement, I think, now with a lot of folks who are hitting the trail after seeing these movies and check me out, I'm so cool, I've got the latest gear, I'm on this vision quest or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just like to put that idea out there about us being kinder, doing service projects as we go through these towns and just yeah. kind of setting that tone and expectation as a community. Yeah. There you go. We agree. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Brian Sweet Tater Mosley. Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks for Thank sharing you. tonight, Sweet Tater. Thank you. We appreciate it, man. All right. I think it's time. Can it be time? I think it is. All right. So I'm going to need Mr. Bobcat. Is Joshua Bobcat Stacy still in the And also Mr. Pepper to come on up to the front of Sean the room. Sean Pepper, PA4, ladies and gentlemen, and Bobcat. Come on up here. So we, we hosted this uh, win a date with Bobcat contest. Come, come on right in front here. Come on right so they can see what they're winning. Come on out. <laughs> so what you don't know, what some of you don't know is that a long time ago we hosted a win a date. You can actually have a seat. Yeah, have a seat. We hosted a win a date with Pepper contest and Pepper chickened out on his date. So. Boom. Yeah, hey, exactly. To, to Pepper's credit, she was scary. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was scary, POD. No, she was no, very she intimidating. She's a very intimidating woman. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that comment was off the mic. Anyway, um, so we decided to try again and host a win a date with Bobcat. And I hiked with, well, I hiked near Bobcat this summer on the Sierra High Road. He waited for me on a lot of passes, basically, is what happened. And we started talking about it. And he said, yeah, I would be open to that. I, I, will, I will actually go on the date, unlike Pepper. And we decided that the runner-up could win a date with Pepper. And since we're all here, wow. we can force him this time to go on the date. Forced dates. <laughs> so the, the date is going to be, uh, Ron Moak was very generous to offer a ride for these people in his Tesla. Whoa. Yes. And then they're going to have a romantic lunch here. So this is going to go down tomorrow. Up to the top of Mount Hood with yep. lunch at Timberline. And then Lodge. he's going to leave them unsupervised That's in the right, car for everybody. five minutes. Whoa. That's the, the date. Uh, the oh, romantic. The top of Mount Hood? Uh, yeah. Isn't there a road that goes to the top of Mount Hood? The very top. That's yeah. Amazing. Isn't there? <laughs> I mean, I'm not from Oregon. I don't really know this stuff, but I'm pretty sure there's so a So I'm going to go ahead and read the winning entry. Okay? The winner. All right. Let's hear it. It says, I don't know anything about Bobcat other than what you mentioned on the trail show. But that was enough info that he, to know that he satisfies two of my most important criteria. One, he's a hiker. And two, he can pass the sniff test to share laundry. As for myself, I am an able hiker and of the female persuasion. In 2011, I hiked the PCT with a friend from college. At Walker Pass, she picked up a dude. I third-wheeled it with them all the way to Canada. In 2013, I hiked with CDT, starting at the border with some she-hiker friends from the PCT. One picked up a dude literally at the Mexican border, probably an illegal. <laughs> Another by Lordsburg. I fifth-wheeled it all the way to Canada. Perhaps I just need to hike a third long trail to find my own dude. But damn, I really do not want to hike the FAT, the chingado AT. <laughs> Spare me this awful fate. Hook me up with a hiker date. Signed, Drop and Roll. Yeah. So Drop and Roll, I'm going to have you come on up here. Come on up, Drop come and Roll. Come on up, where Drop are and you? Roll. Oh, she's come here. on up, where are you? 
Yeah! Woo! Give it up for Drop and Roll! Give it up! <laughs> Come on up. Come on, have a seat right between these two gentlemen right here. This is, right this over is here. not embarrassing. This is not embarrassing at all <laughs> for anyone up here tonight. Not embarrassing so, at all. So, I, <laughs> so, move on in, Pepper. Move on in. Yeah, Pepper, start so, on in. So, so the great thing about this is that drop and roll has had the third and fifth wheel it. So instead of having a runner-up with Pepper, we decided it would be more fun to have Pepper be the third wheel. Oh! <laughs> so uh, so uh, Bobcat and Drop and Roll, we're going to have you guys stand up and face each other. Oh, jeez. Go ahead, stand up, face each other. Come on, come on. Come this on up. posterity. Put your beer cup down. Put your beer cup down, Bobcat. Okay, so now you... No, no, no. You're just going to hold hands there for a second. Just hold hands. Now, you Pepper. To, you have to photobomb them. Pepper, yeah. you stand right. up behind yeah. drop and roll here. And you, you hold on to Bobcat's hands, too. <laughs> now, around her back. Around, around, the, around the back. Go around. There, there you go. Okay, now move in a little closer. Everyone a little closer. A little closer. All right. So look at me. Look at each other. Look at each other. Come on. Look deep into each other's eyes. And then, and then look out at the crowd. Look out at the crowd. You're actually standing in front of a room full of people you probably don't know. Okay. So now the awkwardness is over. Now you guys can enjoy your date as a trio tomorrow, a ride in the Tesla, and a lunch date. So let's give it up for Drop and Roll. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Bobcats <laughs> and Pepper. Yeah. And also, we were, we were going to try to find a runner-up for Pepper, but he has bad behavior. Just check out the hickey he gave to Trauma over there. Check that out. It's Whoa. terrible. And, and All right. So this is going to happen tomorrow, people. We were seeing to it. These guys got to sit together at a table. There's no interrupting. They all got to sit together romantically, laughing and smiling at each other. Okay? And, and we'll, we'll, we'll provide a follow-up. Yeah, yeah. And, and while we're here, let's give a thanks to Ron Moak, who's graciously agreed to drive these three yes! young kids Ron. up to the top of Mount Hood and buy them lunch. He's going to buy them lunch, too. <laughs> thanks a lot, Ron. That's really awesome of you, man. All right, guys. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah. Give them a hand, everybody. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. A love connection. I know. Right here on the trail show. Do you that's believe right. that? that got you know, love. I think that's the first love connection that's actually happened on the trail show. Uh, let, let's hope that it just brings fruitful flowers to the world, right? That's right. Yeah. All right. All right, Mr. Delo. All right. So this next segment of our show here is called Ask a Hiker. In this next segment, we normally have people that send us questions um, for us to answer. You know, because as you've seen tonight, we are all very knowledgeable through hikers who take your questions very seriously. So we get a lot of emails. I, I actually spend about, you know, 10 to 20 hours a month weeding through emails to just kind of find those really select three ones to do on our show. It's, it's a lot of mail. We've got a lot of fans. Uh, we make a lot of money doing this. So tonight, I'm just going to solicit some questions from the crowd because I know we've got a room full of through hikers that are just itching to ask us questions. So I'm just going to throw it to the crowd. If you want to come up here and ask us a question, it's probably best if you sit in this seat here. Come up, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and... Uh, oh, it looks like Squatch already has his hand up. Okay. Come uh, on up here, Squatch, Squatch. Come on up here. Come on up here. So, you know, this is open to everybody. Come on up here, ask us your questions. Um, ask a yeah. hiker, ladies yeah, man, and gentlemen. What's your name? What, uh, this is... Uh, hi, my name's Scott. Scott. 
All right, Scott, is, thank is you. That Welcome right? to the trail show. It's completely unscripted. How to plug a movie. Um, yeah, oh, you wrote your yes. question down. That's, that's nice. You, you wrote your question down. Because actually, we, pretty so cool. we reached out on Twitter, and, and so some people you know, came to All the West to ask us questions tonight. I'm sure of it. Yes. So. I was in Topeka, Kansas earlier today. I love your guys, and then I hopped on a flight and came here <laughs> just now. On weekend trips, I have trouble staying regular. I mean, I go out hiking for two to three days, and I can't poop. <laughs> Do you guys have any tips on maintaining regular bowel movements that don't involve a ruler? As a weekender who hasn't quite made the transition to eating trail food? Question mark. <laughs> wow. Th- thank you for the question, I think. Okay, um, dealer. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't really know because when I find that when I eat trail food, I just poop like a SOB, man. I just poop, you know? And you don't have that same problem? No, I, I find... Well, sometimes I find I have pooped, but I don't find out for a couple of days. Uh-huh. Wait, so what does that mean? Like, you, there's, there's poop that you're... Yeah, I'm, follow, that's I'm, with you. That's, I feel with like you. I haven't lost any weight, and I haven't because it's still in my pants. Uh-huh. You know, I wow. hear wearing Gap khakis helps immensely. <laughs> gap khakis on the trail? Okay. Gap khakis. Now, why, right. why Gap khakis, Mags? What the Gap khakis are, I, I heard what a story from a have? documentary yes. maker who's always plugging his movies on random podcasts. Okay. Watchfilms.com. Yeah. That Gap khakis seem to bring about really rapid bowel movements in a rental car. Yeah, for those who don't know, it was in the... How many children are here tonight? No, I forget it. They have to learn about poop about sometime. Anyway, yeah, I was driving once and I, uh, uh, about 15 years ago and could not help my, and pooped my pants on the 405 freeway near LAX. Couldn't stop it. Couldn't, um, uh, let's go to a clip. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, pooping actually on the trail, I, um, I actually, in all seriousness, like, first couple days generally don't. And then. You really don't? I, I don't. I think your body's like adapting to the new environs. So, you know what, I do. I think it's okay to not poop for a couple days. Yeah. You know, as long as it's not a week. I don't think you can go for a week without pooping. I think you would probably poison your body. Maybe maybe your body. You might infarct. You You might infarct. You know, cricket poop poop is amazing. Thanks for playing that because I wanted to talk about that. Oh, yeah. I think we got to move on to the next question. And it's great on biscuits. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Scott Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, ask a hiker. Uh-oh. We have another ask a hiker question here. Young lady, what's your name? And thank you for coming up here tonight. <laughs> Teresa Martinez. Yeah! Teresa. Continental Divide Trail Coalition. Could, so, you, could you just tell the audience um, who you are and what your favorite animal is? Uh, I'm Teresa Martinez. I'm the executive director of the Continental Divide Trail Coalition. My favorite animal? Yeah. Man-eating grizzlies. Great. <laughs> oh, all right. Our favorite animal is man-eating grizzlies, if you didn't hear that. Um, so I have a really kind of an important question. You all know about the Michelob Ultra Contest that we've been yes. participating in. And You're hopefully all voted everyone tonight. is voting tonight. And in fact, if you'd like to vote, um, you can get signal or I'll help you vote on my phone because there's enough people in this room. I think we can start making an edge on the Florida Trail, which brings me to my question. Oh, please, please go ahead. So you do know that the Florida Trail Association has 5,000 votes ahead what? of the Continental Divide Trail Coalition. Can you believe that? Seriously. I mean, the Florida Trail's awesome, but not as awesome as the Continental Divide Trail. How is that possible? So I'd like to know if it, the, one of the reasons that there are 5,000 votes ahead is because you're telling your listeners to vote for the Florida Trail. I mean, what? 
Only D'Lo would wait, do that. Wait, whoa, whoa. So, all right, look, I'm going to be honest. Um, Teresa, I go to the Michelob Ultra website every day, a couple times a day, using <laughs> multiple different email addresses. And every time I go there, I go there with the intention of voting for the CDT. And then what happens? I rarely vote for the CDT. Oh, oh. D'Lo. I always God. Vote. I, I just can't. I, I, there's something about Florida that I really... The 20 million people... There's Compared to the two million people of New Mexico who could really benefit from $25,000 really... going into these amazing communities. How many of you love Silver City? How many of you Ooh. love Chama, New Mexico? How and many I... people love Tampa, Florida, man? What about Orlando, <laughs> Where Florida? Where are the crickets? Come on, Where are the crickets? Man. What about Orlando, Jacksonville, Florida? Come on, these are beautiful places. There's, they're rich with history. But here's the sorry, deal. Teresa. Here's I'm the deal. Sorry. Here I'm is sorry. the deal. When I was talking to one of our students at the Aldo Leopold Charter School in Silver City, New Mexico, this is what she told me. She said, you know, on the East Coast, there's tons of people. There's no reason why they shouldn't get funding. But here, where there's 2 million people in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico, $25,000 means a huge boost to their economy, especially in Silver City, where there's this mine that just cut a third of their jobs and that the trail is really a big part of their economy. So, come on. Dilo, right. don't be such a All, jerk. Everybody Vote in the room CDT. tonight. The PCT is not on there. The AT yeah. is not on there. So you should probably just vote for this CDT tonight. Yeah. All right. Great. All right. Thank there you, is, Teresa. Thanks. Thank you, Teresa. Teresa yeah. Martinez, thank you. All right. Who's our oh, next contestant? Young man. Young man. Come on up here. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. First name Rata. <coughs> last name Tuli. Tuli. Uh, hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, so I just got off the trail a couple of days ago after hiking about 1,700 miles. I'm really tired. I'm really burnt out. And honestly, I'm thinking about retiring from long-distance... Well, well semi-retiring from long-distance hiking. Okay. And considering that most or all of you are semi-retired from long-distance hiking, I thought maybe you could give me some insight into making that transition to long-distance semi-retirement. Wait, so your question is how to transition from being an active thru-hiker, very engaged in the thru-hiking, out on the trail, going from town to town, to being a semi-retired thru-hiker who maybe goes on weekend walks with their three-year-old child? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do any of you guys want to take that? Well, I mean, we're about to up and leave, so I don't think that we're the best people to answer that question. Okay, yeah. so you're not, you're not equipped to answer that question. Um, I, Do you, Dilo, I think, I think that you're the me? guy. I think you're our me? horse. Yep. Okay, so... Um, I think you're the only washed-up one up here. All right, so to answer your question, I think one of the things that you want to do when you leave because being an active thru-hiker and transitioning to that semi-retired state is to really just profit economically off of your trail experience, whether that be through exploiting others or exploiting the trails or just gaining a prolific social media presence. I think what you want to do is just make a lot of money. You want to, like... And you want to kind of... You, you realize that you're going to be a has-been... So you really just want to be able to relive your glory days, you know. Maybe start a forever. podcast. Yeah, start a podcast. You well, you've know, already done that, so you're on your way. To reclaim some fame, you know, <laughs> to profit economically, because I think that's probably the best thing that any of us could do um, once we're done with these trails. I mean, because, I mean, honestly, seriously, it's just a trail. You're just walking, right? I mean, what, what else is there? You know? Max so, wants to chime in there, Max. Okay, Max. So, you know, all joking aside, if you really want to do something beyond through hiking, you know, Ray Jardine once said, it's not the trail we celebrate, it's the wild places we actually celebrate, to paraphrase him. You know, the Land Water Conservation Fund 
is of the sunset. In order to really enjoy these trails, we need to protect these wild places. So if you want to do more than thru-hike, which is great, it was a wonderful experience for me, get out there, grab a Pulaski, grab a McLeod, write your congressman, because we need to protect these wild places. And yeah, we can drink beer, we can post on Facebook, and we're all going to have good laughs about it, God knows I do. But if you really care about these trails, we need to protect the wild places it goes through. So don't just be a thru-hiker, be an activist too. We need to protect these wild places, and we need all of you out there who thru-hiked to be our advocates for the wilderness as well. Can I get an yeah, amen? Yeah, give it up. And that's what you do when you become a thru-hiker to a has-been. Thank you. Very good. Thank you, Ratatouille, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank sir. you very much. Do we, do we have any other more Ask a Hiker questions tonight? Oh, And, and yeah. since, since we're going to get Pepper up here, can I just, hey, there's an unauthorized conversation going on. You need to be sitting over next to that young lady over there. Come on. Get over there, Bobcat. Are you looking for romantic tips? You got to lay some groundwork. <laughs> Bobcat, we're watching you all weekend, man. Eyes on you. All right, okay. So, Yoga, can Pepper. you tell the crowd your Ladies name? Ladies and gentlemen, we got Pepper uh, in the house. Yeah, my, my name's Pepper. I'm a longtime trail show fan and just in awe of your 40,000 miles of trail experience. And <laughs> one of your earlier shows, you highlighted the Benton Mackay Trail. The BM? The, the BM. And this, yes. this personal trail has a lot of vested interest in myself. I personally have celiac disease, and I feel like this BM trail could really <laughs> propel me forward to work past these BM issues I have. Wow. And I think the it's only way personal, to properly overcome this BM trail is to put an FKT down on it. Well, Ooh. And Ooh. I, what do you say? Can you just clarify? What are you telling the, the audience tonight here, Pepper? I'm announcing my uh, FKT attempt on the BM trail. Well, wow. first, consult wow. the squad tonight about on the, the trail BM. show. Ladies and, and gentlemen. What I need from you all is just how to mentally prepare for s- such a, an, a strenuous endeavor as a BM. Wow. So you're <laughs> soliciting advice from us about how to achieve the fastest known time on the bowel movement trail. This is correct. No, the Bent Mackay trail. Oh, sorry, the Bent Mackay trail. Yeah. Oh, that's different. D-Lo, please. That's different, yeah. One idea I had was to eat a lot of the glutens at the start. Okay. Yes. And then get to the bathroom as soon as possible. Yeah, that'll if make there's a like bathroom, fast. there's usually a trailhead bathroom yeah. at the end, I think. Uh-huh. If I can just get to that. Okay. That makes sense. So if you were to eat, a, a, like, ten loaves of bread um, at Springer Mountain, you're basically, you think you would just hike really fast all the way to Tennessee from there. I need to look into the LNT yeah. practices of the BM trail, right. but I think I can make it there with just a couple whoops. Okay. That sounds like a good... <laughs> I, I like that technique. That sounds good. So just as someone who is severely gluten intolerant to the point of death, um, eating a bunch of bread and then trying to get to the end of the trail as fast as possible. That, that makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, because you'd, it would be urgent. You'd be like, I am literally on the edge of... Pulling a squatch at any moment, so I need to get there as quickly as possible. Um, Disco, what about what about physical uh, preparedness before you go? You know, building muscles. Do you have any techniques, to per- perhaps? Um, yeah, I, I do you, actually. Yeah, I, you, I'd recommend um, a series of squats every day. Um, series of squats. Yeah, maybe twenty to thirty squats, three reps. Five what about times a day. what about hiking with a lot of weight? Um, yeah, you know, I also think, you know, in addition to the squats, maybe putting um, links of heavy chain in a day pack and then <laughs> hiking up hills with chains in your day pack is a good way to train for a BMT, FKT, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and I also think maybe before the, the, the training heist, you just do like a straight prune juice, 
you know, and then you go out there and yeah. yep. really train those muscles to hold it. Okay. Shots of espresso would help, too. Oh, okay. All right, so let's just recap, everybody, because there's been a lot of uh, yes. just really extremely beneficial information here for, to prepare Pepper on his BMT FKT next year. Um, so hiking with chains on flat surfaces as a strength training, uh, training exercise. Um, eating 10 loaves of bread on Springer Mountain before you start the hike to kind of hike as fast as possible. Um, shots of espresso and prune, and prune, juice. prune, juice. prune, juice. prune juice. I think that's, that sounds like a fantastic trail diet for that 200 miles yeah. that you hope to achieve in, what, like three days? That, yeah, that seems achievable. I yeah. think I can do that. All right. There you go, Pepper right. PA. Pe- that's, thank that's, you that's so it, much. Here Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Floyd. Good luck on your FKT attempt to the BMT next year. All right, looks like we got one more question. Actually, we have one more question Grant tonight. Seibel from Gossamer Gear, if you could come on up. We saw you raise your hand back there. I know you've got a, a question you're dying to ask uh, the trail show here. So have a seat there. Whatever you want to do. Could yeah, you just what, tell the crowd yeah, just, who you are yeah, blue what microphone. your favorite animal is? Please uh, introduce yourself. You can any, call any me Gorilla. Any tips for BMs. Yeah. Or you can call me Gorilla or maybe Mr. Gorilla for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your favorite animal, Mr. Gorilla? Uh, the gorilla. Cool. Uh, ne- Very cool. Never would have guessed. Never, I, yeah, yeah, nobody would have guessed that. Could I just start with a quick aside here? Uh, sure. For, for Bobcat. Bobcat, are you listening? Bobby. Bobby. Bobcat. Bobby. Hey. Bobby. Bobby, if the Tesla doesn't work out, I have a Chrysler minivan that's had hiker trash in it for four days. Just saying. Oh. Minivan. There's a lot of space in there. <laughs> it's a Chrysler. <laughs> hey, now. And it's a minivan, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Oh, well, it looks like you've prepared a question and wrote it down, I too. have a prepared statement. Okay, please. <laughs> <laughs> These are our demands. Yeah. From your opening bit, it's pretty clear that you and everyone else in the trail show universe is aware that I had to let the rest of the trail show go from my brand ambassador program. What? Yeah, no you guys are out the door and good riddance. We, we got a good severance package, though, a nice dental wow. plan. You know. Golden parachute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All the nylon. So, but there might be somebody here who's interested in being a member of our new brand ambassador program. No. Basically, we'd like to extend our brand to the retired through hiker, the triple crowner who hasn't hiked for more than three days in 10 years, the through hiker turned family man, and the metro, what's that, sub 24 hour metro dwelling weekender. We feel like we've got the active hiker segment covered, and we want to reach out to this new demographic. We think you're the man. Who? We're also interested in reaching out to any landscapers in the crowd because we know you've been known to spend a Saturday afternoon moving 200-pound rocks around your yard for fun. So what do you say? Are you asking me to be a Gossamer Gear brand Oh, my God, a proposal. Whoa. Whoa, are you serious? I think you're the only uh, guy that I'm meets the only the semi-retired wow. through here who can reach I, uh, out to that semi-retired uh, through hiking market. They're, huh? they're, they're, uh, they're done. Yeah, gone. they're actually oh. act, they're about to be active through hiking. Kick them to the curb. So, what? So, Grant, I hear you made a new pack for D-Lo. It, it has a rake attachment where you can put your rake in it and a place for your can for the lawnmower. And oh, you can wear a baby. <laughs> yeah. Grant, no. sign me up, man. I'm, I'm all game. I really need to kind of, wow. uh, oh my God, like I was happening. saying earlier, man, I need to well profit done. economically well from my done. limited experience on the trails, so I'm all game, man. We'll Excellent. talk after And this. I do have to tell you, honestly, take a look at this. This is the most worn out, worn in, broken in, triple crown hat from last year. He wins the award for at least being out in the sun more than anybody <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. I don't I know spent, what you're doing with that hat, Dilo, but I it looks good. I spent a lot good. of time mowing lawns with this hat, ladies and gentlemen, mowing a lot of lawns with this hat. Not just my lawns, but my neighbor's lawns, because I wow. care about them. 
but I want to give back to my community, right? We are talking about community earlier tonight. Oh, I God, give here back we go. to my community by helping out the elderly in my neighborhood by mowing their lawns and shoveling their snow free of charge. So we're Thanks, out Grant. at Delos sure. Inn. We're out at Delos Inn. Thank you, sir. I'm All right, Grant. So Thank you, Grant. Thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome Grant. aboard. Grant about Glad it. to have you. That's All right, folks. This is the part of the show where we end the show. We want everybody to raise their glass one last time and give it up for Alda West. Give it up for Alda West, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks to everyone out in the ether for tuning in today. Thanks again to Thunder Island Brewing Company, Hop Valley Brewing Company, Base Camp Brewing Company for providing tonight's wheat sodas for the event. Go to Thunder Island Brewing's website and contribute to the Buy a Hiker a Beer Fund. Thanks to all the companies that donated prizes for tonight's raffle. Be sure to stick around. There's going to be a little more raffling going on. And a huge thanks again to Alda West for hosting the gathering here at Camp Kiwanis and for allowing us to be a part of it. Become a member of Alda West by heading over to aldawest.org. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Twitter at Trail Show, at Instagram, Facebook, and Cafe Press at The Trail Show, on Stitcher Radio, and of course on iTunes. We'll be back in October for our regular show with special guest and fellow rabble-rouser M. John Fahey. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Max, D'Lo, and all the hiker trash here at All the West Gathering, I'm Disco, and you guys have been the best. Ciao. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bob, Cap, drop and roll. Bobby, Cap, drop and roll. Bobcat, Bobcat, hikes. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Vote early and vote often for the CDT. It's not too late to vote today, people. Now, normally, during this segment, I tend to regurgitate the material that is printed on the side of cans and bottles. It's all for you, sir. This is, this is worth at least $1,000. If you're hiking with me, we get to have an emergency every single day. Oh, and by the way, I want to give a big round of applause to Radio Shack circa 1974 for providing the audio equipment tonight. <laughs>